Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Justin, and welcome to episode eight of Millennial Love. This is Cardi. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Justin, and thank you so much for supporting Millennial Love. We really, really appreciate you guys. But as you know, this is a self-funded podcast. So you know what that means. We need your coins. So check out the link in our bio of our Instagram page and on our website for the Kickstarter link. Our time is limited. We only have three months to reach our goal. So with each donation, we'll be sure to send you a token of our appreciation. Thanks so much. Thank y'all. We love y'all. Thanks. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Justin with Millennial Love, where we discuss sex, love, and how we are selfish, selfish as fuck. fuck. What's up, y'all? Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all know I be reading. Uh-huh. She reading be reading and, and stuff. But the good news is that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. <sighs> And if you check out our website at audibletrial.com slash millennial love, you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash millennial love. And if you go to our website at millennialove.com, there's a link on there. Click you it, can, click it. Yes, you can read Girl on the Train, which I actually just recently read, and it was way better than the movie. I don't know if y'all saw the movie, but the I movie didn't. was trash, and the book was lit. So nice. check it out. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash millennial love. It's a book. <laughs> <laughs> it's People a book. People been killing me with that. <laughs> I thought it was talking about Issa Rae at first. Like, I didn't know that it was like from, what is it? 21 Savage? 21 Savage, yeah. Because he was Savage. like, it's a knife. And they was like, what is that? What is that? <laughs> People no, been listen, killing I, it. Y'all, I need to be on these books because, you know, I'm trying to get back to it. You know, I'm trying to, I have a ton of books on my shelf here. Can, you do. See? Have you read them? I've read some of them like in college, but I want to go back and read them again. So I, I have a lot of black literature and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, maybe Audible will help me out because, you know, I'll be on this road. You, you know? really it should. Makes sense, right? No. And you can actually listen to audiobooks. And so, you know, it's obviously called an audio. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you can listen to them and it's actually easier than reading, which, yeah. I mean, it's obvious as well. Oh, yeah. It is. It is you know? <laughs> I'm just Captain Obvious. Because some today. of y'all can't read. <laughs> <laughs> right. Jesus. Or listen, or know when you read silently, your lips move. <laughs> Because you got a sound and words. Because you black and you ain't black. No, I'm just playing. I've been, I'm on this like little uh, reading kick before I turn 30. Okay. And I'm reading um, 10 books before I turn 30. So I'm I was about to book. say, are you doing 30 for 30? I was going to try to do that, but I started in January and I was like, I can't read 30 books in nine months. Yeah. It's just too, not with my schedule. It's out. So I do a book a month. And I've already, I read two books last month. So I'm doing one book a month until then. And it's, they're like all women's black empowerment like prayer fervent is on there fervent is amazing Fervent's on there and that's like the i think that's the next book i'm gonna read i read oprah's book i forgot the name of it but it's a really small one i'm reading um you're a badass 
Hmm. which is actually a really good like self. And I don't like self-help books, but this one is like really, really pointed and like, it's like hitting me in my soul. So it's a really good one. Look at you. That's, That's why awesome. you have those um, dreads in your head, huh? <laughs> I'm enlightened. <laughs> oh, yeah. She woke. <laughs> she woke. So, Cheryl, how was your week? What's goody? What's goody, yo? What's goody? <laughs> you looking From New York? <laughs> she got that Thank Carly Rae hair. She got oh, that Carly no. Rae. <laughs> oh, no. Don't talk about it. <laughs> These stylists in Dallas are trash. Say Listen, the barbers are <laughs> trash. trash. <laughs> Nigga, I'm going I've back been, to Atlanta sorry. to get my hair done. Oh, this yeah. weekend? Or? No, in like three weeks. Simply because <laughs> she messed up my hair. You remember Listen. Charlie that used to date um, Genuine? Remember her hair was red? Charlie Baltimore? She yes! No, but listen, hers looked good to it me. Did, yeah, But it was like Kool-Aid red. Yeah. It was the color of our microphone cover. <laughs> it was it red. It was cute on her. I don't like red hair on me, so I'm going to get this hair recolored. But my week has been great. I've been um, asked to speak at a conference for girls. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, starting at age 6 to 22. So oh, that's that a large dope. range. Yeah, awesome. we're going to split it up um, by the ages, you know, different age groups. But it's awesome because I can't wait to speak. Y'all know I love the kids. So will so, this be your first time, like, um, I guess, being a guest speaker? Yes. Oh, my, my first gosh. Time. First that is many. dope. Yes. Good job. So I'm very excited. It's with Carol's Daughters, Inc., which is a nonprofit here in Dallas. Okay. Um, and the co-founder well yeah she's the founder um is Cisha Alexander one of my good friends oh, from yes. college I know so Cisha. I'm very proud of her and I can't wait for the event it's at the end of April so nice is yeah. that the hair Carol's daughter is that the hair products or separate? no it's start it's Carol's daughter with a k Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's so, dope. That should yeah, be fun, really right? Cool. Yeah, I was really excited when she asked me, so I can't wait. That's really cool. That's I've dope. never done that. I'm me either. No, I have not. <laughs> I would like. I probably would not know what to say. I'm a little nervous, but y'all know I do groups. Yeah, I've been doing groups right. for a That's long your time, field. so I feel like you know I'm just gonna tap into that a little bit. Listen, empower yeah. these young these young ladies, you know. Jesus, because this generation under us needs it, Lord. They <laughs> help them, Jesus. Listen, they got Trump in the house. Help so. them, Jesus. They need help. Oh, Justin, what's your week been like? Uh, my week has been great. I feel like I start my, uh, my weekend review or week review the exact same way. My weekend has been great. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I did a crawfish ball at my crib. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to keep things simple, y'all. Like... Work is a lot, you know, family is a lot, friends is a lot. I'm just trying to keep things simple. And I just had recently had a crawfish ball over at my house. I had about 20 people at my crib. We bought like two sacks of crawfish and I just oh. had that good old like southern ball. It was so good. I said a ball. Ball. <laughs> Not a boil, a ball. A ball. No, so it was dope. So um, and work is same old, same old. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. it. Catching them chicks. <laughs> cash me outside. No, literally. Literally. Literally cash, cash me, me outside. outside. Cash me. Whack hey. So, Cara, what has your week been like? Um, My week has been okay. I My boyfriend, as y'all know, is in medical school, and he has a test coming up. So when he's stressed, I'm stressed. So, really? Yes. I just be like, when he's studying all the time, I just work all the time. So I, I've been at work, like, hella late. I've worked yesterday to, like, 9 p.m., and then the day before that, I was there to, like, 8. So I've been just, like, grinding but I'm going to New York with him next weekend. Oh, We're meeting in New yay. York. And 
and that'll be really fun. We're staying at an Airbnb in Brooklyn. Oh, nice. And I've actually never like been to, which is stupid. I've been to NYC several times, but I've never been to Brooklyn. So we're going to like explore all of that stuff. Is, and is that like a special place for y'all? Y'all just New York to to New is York. a special. Well, you know he's in Antigua, so flights to Antigua are way cheaper to New York than they are to Dallas oh, or okay. to any other city. Okay, that's perfect. And yeah. so, and I, New York has a special place in our relationship too. Like we. We've just had some really good times together in the year. Ah, so, she had a not good like that. No, not like mean, that. I mean, that's not gym. what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no. But no, I'm really excited about that. So that should be really awesome. That's well, sweet. That's, that's awesome. not very nice. Yeah. Very nice. That's yeah. fun. Uh, well, right now you're stranded in Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> like I was a couple of weeks ago when y'all left me to go on y'all vacations. But we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> Um, but we do have a, a listener and a, a big follower of the podcast, Simply Kira. On, Kira, she's so sweet. I love she's Kira. She's super sweet on um, Twitter. So y'all follow her at Simply Kira, K-E-E-R-A. What's up, girl? That's my homie. <laughs> she really be reaching out like every week. Yeah, basically. she was like, well, listen, Justin, I asked two other guys and they did not agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, girl. <laughs> nah, it's she, cool. she gets my reads, too. Like, she gets... Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, when I say stuff, she's like, Misha's not feeling it. <laughs> but so, yeah, shout out to her. And she asked us a few questions. So what I decided to do was... Um, kind of tie it in to some questions for y'all okay to give you know a little flip to the questions that she asked okay okay, okay. so you're stranded on the island all really good questions sorry when you're stranded, <laughs> you're stranded on, on, on the island, island. every time <laughs> and besides the essentials so the essentials would be like food hygiene items your cell phone what one item do you have to take with you? A knife. Taking a knife? Hell yeah. You about to cut up people? Well, I guess cut up no animals. Cut up animals. And I want to count the days of how long I've been on the island. And I want to draw illustrations. Okay. Hieroglyphics? You want to draw hieroglyphics? Correct. Go up to the mountain. Yeah. The like, it's, it's, listen, he is not about to lose his sanity. He will work his creative side. And I will mark the days the sun rises and the sun sets. Oh, I just, wow. I, I really want to talk about the fact that you just talked about yourself in third person as if <laughs> you were. He, he is, is going to. not going to lose his sanity. <laughs> Who are you? I'm not. <laughs> Who, like, I'm just not Who about to do you? it. I'm not about to do That's die. That's a good one. I didn't think that about that. Like I'm, all of the things you could do with a knife. Right. Yeah. There's so much you can do with a knife. You can Unless I can write nails. SOS help if someone flies over me. You could also I do can that with start your hands. a fire. I probably could also. Yeah, I really can't do that. <laughs> Listen, don't hit me. You cutting up, you cutting up coconuts. I'm cutting up, you cutting up, up coconut. pineapples. Nigga, you cutting up. I'm finna have a fruit tray. Like, yeah, I'm finna have a fruit tray. <laughs> I'm about to have a fruit tray. Papayas, like, all right. types of stuff. Yeah, okay. Killing fish, I can make a little. What is it called? Um, a steer to kill the fish. Okay. Is it called a steer? Listen, yeah. Listen, a knife I'm on the end of a stick. Listen, I'm gonna yeah. say, knife uh -huh. on the end of a stick. Yeah. I forgot what it's called. A spear. A spear. <laughs> Can you really hit some fish with a spear, though, Justin? Fish be I don't fast. Know. I'm, I'm pretty sure if you're hungry and straining out on an island, you're gonna fuck up a fish. 
You gonna do something? You gonna do something? Yeah, I'm gonna just jump in the water and grab hold to it. I ain't, <laughs> like, you ain't gonna have to give me no darn severe. You cannot smash a fish in water. <laughs> I'm gonna grab literally... I'm just grab it. <laughs> Car, what you gonna say? What's the one thing you have to have? A lighter. Okay. I okay. think yeah, because I think that I can start a fire with a lighter. I could cook food, even though even if it's like you know you're not supposed to eat certain things if they're uncooked but if it's cooked it's okay so like you could cook certain things i could scare uh animals away with fire because they are afraid of fire i could signal for help with a smoke Dang. signal mm-hmm. i could um light myself on fire if i um, <laughs> <laughs> if i'm sick of it uh, it's just so many things you can like do I'm, tired. Like I'm, done. I'm just done with it you know oh my <laughs> so yeah, I would, I would bring a light. I can literally, I can envision you setting with yourself on fire with, with the dress. dress. With the dress. But then, no, like but hold on. That is, no, that is synthetic no. Hair, right? We do that with our braid hair. It'd be the synthetic hair. Then jumping into the ocean because she can't take the heat. Listen, so she I, changed my, mind. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. Jump in the ocean. <laughs> right. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. No. <laughs> but I oh think a ladder gosh. is multi-purpose. I okay. think you can do a lot That's of cool. That's cool. Show. So what would you bring? I'm curious to know. Show. Show. A Bible. Show. <laughs> a Bible. Listen. She's bringing the, the verses, word with her, baby. I know the verses that I need. <laughs> right. They're the blazing in your mind. Psalm 27. That's all you need. Psalm 23. Uh, um, which, okay, yeah. Let me, I was about to start naming scriptures that we need to hold on to. Okay, right. <laughs> While we on the island. Yeah. Right. But no. So I'm going to take um, a gun. My nine millimeter. Ah, a gun is a good one. A gun is a good one. Yeah. Um, simply because if it's an animal out there, I can shoot it. And I can eat it after I shoot it. Because mm-hmm. then it's dead. Um, <laughs> you going to cook it or not? <laughs> you just going to eat that mug? <laughs> I'm going to cook it. <laughs> and um, also because I thought about the fact that if it's a plane in the sky, I ain't saying I'm gonna take the plane down, y'all. A crane in the sky. Because <laughs> all she knows. I knew it was going there. How did you tie that because in? Because his face was ready. Like his his mouth was clenched. I knew. <laughs> all it was I know coming. is cranes, cranes in, in the, the sky. sky. Oh my God. So if it is Listen, a plane, we're in manifesting the sky. Solange. I'm sorry. This is a manifestation. We're gonna meet Solange. I promise you. We, we are, are. And she's gonna say, all I know is cranes in the sky. She's gonna be hilarious. All right. Um, sorry, but yeah, sorry. I'm not gonna shoot the plane down, but I'm gonna shoot <laughs> around the plane so they know I'm down wait, there. Wait. Like, wait. bruh, come get is me. Is your shot lit like that, though? <laughs> right. Like, that's my question. No, her shot is nice. <laughs> her, her dad just bought her a gun. But no. I've been in the range, though. I've been nah, in the range. Nah, probably. And then and then I had to take the classes to get my um license, like to be a, a registered. Um, you got uh, oh, to take carry. classes. You have a concealed. Yeah. Do you have a concealed carry license? Yeah. Oh. So I had to take the classes. Are you are you carrying? Your I'm gun still right? a little scared <laughs> right. of like the drawback a little bit because you know like sometimes the shells like they can hit you and it's a nine millimeter. Yeah, it's got some. Yeah, it's got some power. Dang, on it. Yeah, yeah. it's a Ruger. Yeah, so I'm I'm taking it with me. Okay. Yep. Save it. Simply Save it on the island. You feel me? But Save. okay. So the next question is strike seat. Um, mm. given the fact that you're there by yourself 
you want obviously want to entertain yourself, right? Okay. So you have the ability to tap into your alter ego. What celebrity best describes your alter ego? Go car. <laughs> I breathe in real hard. Um, my alter ego would be Claire Huxtable slash Felicia Rashad of the Cosby's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though she was a lawyer too, but she's just like completely opposite of me. Like she just be chilling and dropping. <laughs> Nuggets knowledge. of knowledge, yeah. just like all. So you're gonna over. be talking to yourself, yeah, fully. And I mean, Felicia, Felicia shots. Yeah, I'm gonna be reenacting uh, Cosby, Cosby show scenes. Show, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and raising in the uh, raising in the sun. Have y'all seen Raising in the Sun? The play? No. Oh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be reenacting. I'm not that. even gonna lie. <laughs> but <laughs> I would like to be Felicia Rashad one day when I'm older, just like very. Mellow and like poised, poised car. Like, that is so like not swan. you, though. <laughs> like, swan. Know. Listen, like it's gonna take a whole like a lot swan. of life to calm you down on that level. You though. know, I'm. <laughs> and if you honestly, I am way calmer than I was really five years ago. You was a mess. A freaking mess. <laughs> Y'all really? wouldn't even believe. How old am I? Twenty nine. Yeah. At oh, at twenty six. What? <laughs> Savage. At 25. <laughs> oh, man. I was just talking about my savage today, how I turned it off. <laughs> oh, but I can turn it back on. <laughs> right. Don't oh, get it twisty. Justin, who's twisty. your alter ego? I think it would be Marlon Wayans. Okay. And the only reason why is because I feel like he has these characters in his head. And I would literally entertain myself, especially right. when he was on uh, Rasputian. He was like, you know, I'm going to do his best and turn the other cheek. You know, like, dude, just envisioning me being butt-ass naked like, on the island. Because I would be naked. Like, Yeah, you would have that. to be naked. Like, well, I, be- I don't know, though, because you would be hella sunburned if you were naked, too. Okay, but I thought she said we can take the essentials. Oh, true. I so I think No, no, no. Good. You cannot take the essentials. I was just letting y'all know, don't try to pick one of them. Oh, okay. So you butt booty ass naked. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nah, nah. I would be in mud though, butt that's ass naked. Good, no, that's a wet good. mud, yeah. wet sand or something. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah. Marlon Wayans, man, that food is hilarious. That's like funny. hilarious. I can all see the way that back. being the like alter side of you, and you yeah. can entertain yourself. Right. Yeah. Completely. Well, that's what I would have to do. That's why mine would be Rihanna. Rihanna would be my alter ego. <laughs> Rihanna's a fool. <laughs> Complete. And I would be like, out bah, there. Bah, bah, bah. I'm sure Rihanna, if she was like stranded, she would find some green somewhere. I was she just about to say, uh, weed uh, would be somewhere. And that's the total opposite of what I do in real life. So, I think I would need to be high on the island. Like, it's just me by myself. What else I'm going to do? Yeah. Right. What you else? Make music. That would be, I think that's Party. probably a better way. Well, but then you may like miss the plane. Cause you're so stoned. <laughs> you, they're gonna be calling help. you, and you're gonna be thinking it's like a dream. It's a dream. Right. You get stupid high, you really be like, I don't know if I'm like on Earth or if, I'm, like, if I'm walking. Am to I Mars, really hearing I'm not something? Sure. Right? Yeah, like, oh no! Really be Listen, I would get high off the mushrooms. Just be. That's what I feel like. That's what Rihanna would be doing. So that's me. That's the alter side. Didn't of Didn't they have a movie about like? Uh, is it not Tom Cruise, but some Castaway. guy? Castaway. Castaway. Tom Cruise. Not Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Okay, yeah, when he had the basketball and like the basketball, the like, volleyball, the volleyball. What was that volleyball name? Dang, and he hollered it out when he lost it. Yeah, he did. Uh, dang, that baby was sad. Oh, he was sick. That did was he his win an Oscar for that? Yeah, I think so. Or if he didn't, he got gypped. 
I think he might have. Dang, what is that? He probably look did. It up. Right. Well, the last question is, <laughs> what movie best describes your sex life? Let me tell you why this is important, right? Ooh. Because you're stranded, and obviously you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to pick a movie that's going to keep you going sexually, and you can still be entertained in that way. Mm. So a what movie, movie to keep you going sexually. Best describes your sex life. Go, Cara. <laughs> Why are you making me go first? Okay, I'll go. I'll go. Okay, Shell, what do you what do you have? It's love and basketball. Did they even have sex in love and basketball? Yes, they did. And it was so romantic. It was they they made love. They made love. And I'm like a hopeless romantic. Okay. So, so you were just like this. And then when they got to college, like they were real fun with it. Like, oh, we're gonna play strip basketball, you know, like ah, okay. little foreplay, whatever. And then yeah, so <laughs> that would be mine. I miss college. It's real sappy. I miss college too. Listen, I think mine would probably be soul food. <laughs> when what? Faith was fucking Vanessa Williams' husband. Oh my god! So then, yeah, I mean, you up know, against was, the window, was like, it was, the condo was lit. You know, dude was playing like piano, whatever. Faith was like dancing and stuff. Like it was, it was a dope. And then afterwards, I would say, Faith, fuck family. Faith, fuck my husband. After you would do it. After you did it. After I did not. I think, yeah, I mean that. I can't really think of anything else right now. Okay. Cara. That was a classy. I'm, it was. I'm going to go white on y'all. <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. But it's because well, I really like the sex scene. Listen, last week it was Mother Teresa. I, who, I know. I was oh on my goodness. <laughs> but I was on my philanthropic tip. Saint Mother Teresa. Um, So I would say Titanic. Because the car sex scene was yeah, litty cars, though. Yeah, the car it was scene. real steamy. Like that only. Like I feel like everybody has an experience in a car. Like, and it may not have been that steamy, but it was lit. Because I was in high school and I couldn't be at my mama's house. <laughs> I was in college and in I couldn't car? be at my mama's right. house. Listen, I was in college too. I can't be at my mama's house now. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, heck Not no. at all. But I feel like when that, when she put her hand up on the window, yeah, you that know, was classic, and then it yeah. like went down. That yeah, was you felt it. Tech. You felt it. Yeah, we all felt like that. That little twinkle, you know? <laughs> the little twinkle in your uh, that you get in your Bro. cat. What you call it? The cootie cat. The cootie cat. <laughs> oh my goodness. This cootie cat. Bro. I'm dead on cootie cat. Well, that was for you, Kira. Thanks Thank for you, listening. Kira. We appreciate yeah, those questions. We really do. Simply we really Kira. Do. She's dope. But so listen, y'all. Um, this episode. We're probably going to tap into our emotional side, if that's okay with y'all. Oh, God. I just would like our listeners to know that we are relatable, and then we've we've all been through things um, in our past. And so I just want to talk about, like, you know, our childhood demons. Um, how do we deal with them? Um, what have we done in the past to, um, I guess, get through some of the things that we've been through in the past? Um, to obviously, of course, make us um, a better us or a better me, a better you, you know, a better person mm-hmm. as a whole. So I definitely want to talk about that. Um, are you okay with talking about that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. are y'all cool with that? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> there goes Susan. Susan <laughs> came oh. back. I can't even drink Squeaking my water Susan. because I knew. Squeeze the lemon. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yes. That was 
So <laughs> wait, but the male version of Susan is Connor. Do you remember we was at we Connor? To, Connor. <laughs> Connor, because we went to that parade. Remember, and uh, we went to the St. Patty's Day parade this past weekend. <laughs> and Jamie was like, "Yeah, the white version is Connor. All white men be named Connor." Connor okay, <laughs> Why okay, did we meet a dude? Literally, name remember the dude? Connor. The white guy came oh, up yeah, and got yeah, an yeah. picture. He photo bombed us. Oh yeah, his name and was he Connor. He was like, "Yeah, man, the picture's better with me." And I was like. Bruh, you need to not, go somewhere because Trump just won. Don't get yeah, it. Yeah, and like, I was yeah, drunk. I didn't catch that. <laughs> I was like, what? Anyway, it's not funny anymore. Cause <laughs> no, it is. It is funny. No, but had I had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wanted to start off with um, like your parents' parenting styles, um, you know, and their lasting effects on us. You know, the positive, positive effects and negative effects. So if we can just, you know, just talk about that a little bit, Car Michelle, like. What were some positive and negative effects that your uh, their parenting styles, you went through their parenting styles, and it just kind of sort of affected you? So, <laughs> you can go first. We don't have to talk about the abuse. I'll start. Um, <laughs> Emotional. <laughs> I was going to say, what? <laughs> no, we, CPS calls. We can talk about <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, um, I, I guess I can be like textbook in it and just saying that... Um, my mom's style was very author, 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 authoritative. No, no. My dad was authoritative. My mom was authoritarian. Oh, where that's a she new was word. very, very strict. Like oh, okay. it was her way or the highway. Like there was no room for, but can I? Or you know, like she would say stuff, and then she would be like, "And I don't want to hear no if ands or buts about it." Like that was the end of the conversation, wow. which means you don't say anything else after I said what I said. Um, and then my dad was the op- well, not the opposite, but he was authoritative in where he had rules and he had expectations, but I still had the opportunity to like say things and you know not question him, but at least you know express how I felt. Right. And so um, I just realized that you know in my mom's style of parenting, the positive effects of that is that I'm very grounded, like. Um, I don't necessarily have any issues with rules and like guidelines because it, I didn't, I didn't break the rules. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like to. I always yeah. had to adhere to rules. And mm-hmm. so I'm very um, guided or, or grounded in that aspect. And then with my dad being, you know, more open, I'm able to express myself well. Okay. Um, and then I told y'all before that somebody told me that I had Baptist views, mm-hmm. but they also said that my views were very Southern and Baptist. Okay. So I think just that's how my parents raised me. Like I was raised in the church. Like they were very um, adamant about me being in plays, the choir. You know, you I was on the usher like board. Sun, yeah, Sunday. Easter you, speech. Yeah. I had an Easter speech. <laughs> I had a Christmas speech. Jesus wept. <laughs> I, had, I mean, I was in the plays. I went to all types of revivals. I went to Pentecostal church, Baptist church, Church of God in Christ. Like I was always in church. Yeah. And so. Because of that, God is always the center of my life. Like right. that is the major part of my life that I know I will never stray from mm-hmm. because of the way they grounded me in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and go ahead. No, I, I know that you mentioned that your mom was um, authoritarian mm-hmm. and your dad was authoritative. Mm-hmm. Did do you feel that they used that biblical upbringing? Um, in combination of that role? So, no, not my mom. Um, 
She didn't. And I'll say that simply because my mom was a young mom and an older mom, okay. right? She had my brother when she was 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she had me when she was like 31. Mm-hmm. So um, I could see like with my brother, he did kind of whatever he wanted to. Mm-hmm. The reason she was so strict with me is because Cause. of her seeing like letting my brother do things that he wanted to. Mm-hmm. He broke rules and like he went through all kind of things in his life. So mm-hmm. she was so strict with me that she did not want me to make okay. any mistakes. So that's really I, I feel like that's where that came from with her. She was experienced with another child that she gave leadway mm-hmm. and she felt like it didn't work. So with me, she had to be like stronghold. Okay. And my dad, he just he just has always been like a guider. Like he's always like tried to guide me towards God. It was in my the latter part of my life now mm. is when my dad uses that to okay. like, you know. And it's probably because you understand it more as an adult. I'm not sure if it's, it's a good or bad thing. I'm just, I would, I would assume that maybe he does it because he may think that you understand, like, I guess the biblical preaching. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, don't know yeah. what it is, but my dad kind of uses it sometimes now. Um, now that I am an adult and I do make my own decisions to kind of say, you know, I don't think he's trying to make me feel bad, but <laughs> it's kind of, you know, like he wants me to be Remember. clear that, okay. you know, you are a Christian. So mm-hmm. make sure you don't do X, Y, and Z. Right. You know? I think it's because it matters more now than when you were a child. Probably. Like, like I think the way, and the, that's kind of similar to how I was raised. <clears throat> like children are are children. So we make mistakes as children, but they're not sinful really because you're children right right but as an adult you know that you're sinning when you're sinning and so i think that Mm -hmm. that probably has a part of it in like when you were a child it's like okay this is like i'm gonna steer you like sheep and show you the way right now that you're an adult it's like i have to lay it out for you because you should know better right thing that's what it is yeah so there are a lot of positive um effects like i said God being the center of my life, me being able to express myself because my dad did give me that leeway. Um, my morals and values are intact. And just the love that my parents showed me, you know, yeah, I love that, hard. When yeah. I love somebody, when I love, and it doesn't matter what role you play in my life, friends or whatever, when I love you, I love hard. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those negative effects, though, is like I don't necessarily like people to know negative things about me. Like, I don't like to let people into yeah. my life because um, with my mom, like, she didn't let me in a lot with her. So I don't really necessarily think that I need to let people in with me, you mm. know? And it, it kind of leaves people with, like, well, you don't really tell me a lot. Or, you know, like, I don't know much about you. And it's because, like, I, I, my, I remember my mom saying, you know, years ago, like, what happens in this house stays in this house. A yeah. lot of black people say that. But that's, like, been a part of me. Like, I yeah. don't give people a lot of me because of those things. Mm-hmm. And um, my conflict-solving skills have not been the best because of, you know, my parents um, obviously divorcing and not ever showing me how you have a conflict with somebody mm-hmm. and getting through that. Yeah. You know, I never got to see what it's like to have an argument or, you know, a disagreement with somebody and not go to the next level, not yell or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> like with my mom in terms of like so like my dad was in my life but he did not raise me. Mm-hmm. So um 
my parents, my mom and dad, they were never married, but my my mom never kept my dad away from me. Um, he was he just didn't raise me. So I had a relationship with him. He just didn't raise me. So I can't really pull anything from like my upbringing. Um, my dad and I didn't really have like a, I would say a 100% like father son relationship until I became adult in college. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I was ready to um, I obviously could have made a choice to um, not accept the past um, and accept his offer of, you know, uh, being in a relationship, you know, being a father role to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I made a conscious decision to do so. And I think because I did that, like the relationship was just on point. Like mm-hmm. he's just amazing. Right. Rest in peace. Um, but with my mom, so my grandmother helped raise me. Uh, my mom lived with my grandmother. My mom is extremely spoiled. So my grandmother <laughs> raised me. Um, and you can just imagine how that relationship is. You know, right. I can do no wrong. As soon as I got off of work, my I had food. Like my grandmother, like ironed my clothes, washed my clothes. Wow. I mean, I still I wasn't spoiled because she spoke to me as an adult. So I, like all her friends would say, you know, Justin has an old head or an old soul. Um, did be- she? I'm sorry. Did she teach you how to do chores, or did she do all of the chores? For yes. You? So she did okay. teach me how to do chores. Like I had chores, but this is like me helping her um, wash dishes or me helping her. Um, wash clothes and stuff like that I didn't have to fully complete it I just had to you know act like I was doing it right so at that particular time in my mom's life she um, was basically a working mom so we didn't I would I don't want to say this because it seems like a little bit too harsh but like the first beginning years of my life I don't felt like I had a connection with my mom because that at that particular time my grandmother was my mom you know but even though I live with her so um, I think in terms of was that she a love young and mom? she was 25. Okay. okay so, so I mean semi, semi yeah. young, you know, she knew what she was doing. Um <laughs> she knows she just knew that she had my grandmother. That's just what it was. She right. knew that I was safe. You know, she provided for me. Like, you know, no one ever, like my dad never ever had to pay for anything. Like she provided for me. So she played that provider role. Just in terms of like that emotional love from my mom, I didn't really get. So I think. Because of that, um, like I was looking for love through friends and like through Mm -hmm. family and like I was just an annoying kid. Like, you know, my I think my youngest cousin to me was like maybe six years older than me and I didn't have anyone after me, if that made sense. Mm -hmm. So all I really had was my grandmother. So obviously missing like that love and affection from my mom. So I just really started like looking for love other places, which wasn't a good thing at that particular age because my grandmother died at the age when I was in the sixth grade. So I was 11 years old. So it was almost as if I was like losing my best friend. Right. So then, I mean, I don't know if this story is probably too long. So that, I think that would be the negative effect, like not having that relationship with my mom and then being forced to having a relationship with her after your grandmother like passed. doing in sixth grade that's what adolescent years maybe i yeah. don't know like that's just a weird time for me and i was like semi-depressed so i dealt with a lot of like identity issues and like trying to find trying to belong to something mm-hmm. you know because at this particular point my mom is trying to get chose she's trying to get married you know right so it's like you know her attention is with me but it's also with satisfying her life um, Cause she's still semi young, right? Yeah. So the positive side to that is just that, like my community, like my family, my aunts and uncles, like even my mom herself, like 
they showed me unconditional love. Um, so I did not have that structure like you, Shell, mm-hmm. you know, but it was almost as if it was like dangerous to not have that structure, especially after like my, my grandmother passing away, you know, mm-hmm. because I didn't I didn't connect with anyone. I barely connected with my mom. You know, my stepdad came into the picture and you already know how that is. Like mm-hmm. I'm already an yeah. old soul. So we clashing, you know, right. yeah. I'm not calling you daddy. You are what your name is. <laughs> your you name know? is Sam. Your name is Sam, <laughs> Samson, whatever it is. And that's what I'm going to call you. So I definitely rebel from that. But what I can say is, is that it, the love that they poured into me was enough for me to genuinely love people when I became an adult that did not experience that level of love. And my friends became my family because of, I guess, maybe that common thing, like us just pouring into each other constantly. Mm-hmm. So I guess that would be the negative, like me just not connecting with my mom. And then obviously my dad wasn't there. So I just began to look for friends. And then as an adult, I had to learn how to not take friendship so seriously because these people aren't family, mm-hmm. you know? So it's almost as if you learn that when they say mm-hmm. like family is all you have, like that really, it's, it be, true. it's true. Like they're not going to go anywhere, but friends can, you know, and obviously, you know, friendships, they highs and lows. And then some of, most of the time they just end. So I, that was a big task for me, like learning how to abort a friendship and mm-hmm. just leave. Right. But growing up, that's all I had. So it was a very challenging thing for me. And something to like that is hard to admit, especially in a world where people don't care. Like, you know, the idea of, you know, people saying, like, get out your feelings, you know, but I do be in my feelings. Like, you really just hurt me as a friend. So if I can't really be frank with you and let you know that it's just challenging. So, yeah. From that aspect, yeah, that's what it yeah. was. Yeah, you spoke a word right <laughs> there car. about the friendships. Um, my childhood was uh, drastically different from both of y'all. I was, my mom had me very young at 15. And <clears throat> not to get into this long, drawn-out story, because it is a long, <laughs> drawn-out story. Um, my parents ended up allowing my grandparents to adopt me and my siblings and there was a lot of and it wasn't even a, an allowing thing it it happened because of some very bad situations so mm-hmm. I ended up getting adopted by my grandparents and that's why I grew up in Georgia <clears throat> and they are my paternal my actual paternal grandfather and my step paternal grandmother who why do you raised call her me. your step because she is my dad's stepmom. She's not oh, my dad's okay. actual mom. My dad's actual mom passed away when he was three. Mm. Oh, yeah. So <clears throat> I never met her. But um, I grew up in rural South Georgia on a dirt road. And my grandmother was the equivalent of Hitler wow. at a concentration camp. And it was me, my siblings, and my three cousins. And it was... So it's two girls and one boy, and same for my two co- three cousins. And my grandmother was extreme. I guess she would be authoritarian because she was strict to the point where um, she was really strict, but it was only on the women, on the girls. So it was like mm. the girls had to do all of the girly, womanly chores. We yeah. had to clean the entire house. My cousin, uh, male cousin, and my brother never had to do anything housework related. The the first, the only thing they had to do was take out the trash and maybe, cut maybe grass. cut the grass, maybe. Right. But that was my my grandfather actually enjoyed cutting the grass. So um, she would make us do all of those things. She would. The way I learned about sex was that sex was 
a sin. And if you do it, you're going to hell. And as soon as you do it the first time, you're getting pregnant. So it's like, that's how, that's her her parenting style to the point where if I would, you know, when you're in middle school, like everybody's wearing thongs, it's like a thing, Mm -hmm. you know, she, my friends would buy me thongs and she would find them and cut them and hang them from my door. She would, oh my gosh, if I would, like, if I didn't fold the clothes exactly how she wanted me to, I was a cheerleader. And so every week, if I did something wrong, she would make me quit the cheerleading squad. So much so that I had to tell my coach, like, look, if I don't come this week, it ain't because I don't want to come. It's because my grandmother's crazy. And everybody knows my grandmother's crazy. Anybody who's from where I'm from that's listening to this podcast, (laughs) shout out to you, Brittany. I know you're listening. (laughs) My grandmother is a psychopath, and I think that she legitimately has a mental issue. But that's another story. My grandfather, on the other hand, was meek and mild and like very loving and romantic but he wasn't lovey-dovey but Mm -hmm. was loving Mm -hmm. and so he wasn't hugging all up on us and like being like holding our hand or anything like that but he would the way that he would speak to us about things was with love so like if we got in trouble he wouldn't I mean he would yell but then afterwards he would be like do you understand why this is wrong Mm -hmm. do you get why this happened type Mm -hmm. of thing. And he would um, show us what men are supposed to treat a woman like. So like for holidays, he would Valentine's day. I remember every year he would go and get us those little um, chocolate hearts, chocolate hearts and put them on the bed with a card with our name, all three of the girls names on it. And he's just very like showed us what romance was and what like being loving was. And so um, I knew my actual parents, but they came around on holidays. So it was almost as if I was in a long distance relationship with my parents. And so until I was an adult, I, I didn't get over like that. It took me a really, really, really long time to so get over. So you were over. with your grandparents until, until I was 17. College. Wow. Well, until, yeah, until my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it, it was difficult. My grandmother used to, um, talk negatively about my parents and make all of us feel like they abandoned us when I just found out what the real deal was recently, like Mm -hmm. at 28. Um, And so I have a lot of like issues when it comes to my childhood. Like I'm, I am not very open in, in friendships or relationships. I'm open with certain parts of my life. Like Mm -hmm. I can turn up, I can have a good time. And I think that's my defense mechanism. Because when it comes to my real feelings about stuff, I don't let people know. Uh, really, the only person that knows, like, literally how I feel all the time has been my boyfriend. Hmm. He's the only person that I will completely open up to about everything. So I'm very, like, walled off when it comes to my emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I, like, because my grandmother was so um, negative and she would hit below the belt, Every time something like she would, you're going to get pregnant young, just like your mama. You're going to be a hoe, just like your mom. You're going to hell, all of this. I, and I've just gotten to the point where I don't hit below the belt in arguments with other people Mm. because it's like, I used to do that. I used to say the, the meanest thing. You learned it. Because if you made me mad and you hurt me, then I want to hurt you more More. than you hurt me. And so I used to lash out. Um, in that regard. And um, the good thing, though, is that I'm I'm one tough cookie. Like, you 
I can do like you can say anything about me. I don't give a darn. You can put me in any situation. I'm going to thrive. Like I literally can be. Now I may hate it while I'm going through it, but I'm but going gonna, to succeed in it yeah. because I literally you have to can learn go how to do through, that. Yeah, I had to learn how to survive in my own household. Wow. Um, and so I'm a survivalist. Um, I'm also now that I know what love like real love is, I do love really hard. hard. And so um, when I have really, really intense friendships with people, I do, I guess this can be a positive and a negative. Like I give a lot in the relationship. So I expect people to give as much as I would, which in some instances, it, you know, makes me end up falling on my face. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think it's a good thing because I am able to um, still maintain relationships despite being hurt like over and over and over mm -hmm. um and now with my current like my well not my current family but my my actual parents my dad is not dependable he never shows up when he needs to he you know brags when something good happens but when I'm in the trenches he does not assist me or help me with anything so that's really really frustrating and not only for me being the oldest but also like I would I want him to show up for me, but I really want him to show up for my siblings, right. especially my little sister, yeah. because she's the baby, you know, and she needs guidance and she needs to be shown how a man should treat her. And he just doesn't do it. He doesn't show up. He's, you know, he, he calls when he needs something. He's very um, opportunistic and uh, showy. Mm -hmm. Um, like I, I graduated from law school, magna cum laude and, or magna cum laude, however you say it. Mm -hmm. Um, and he made it a point to let me know that he graduated with his bachelor's summa cum laude. And I was like, it was an online degree. Like, so. <laughs> Please, <right. laughs> First of all, it's an online degree and it's undergrad. Like, okay. right, keep it moving, um, right? <laughs> just stuff like that. And I've tried to rekindle the relationship there, but it's just like, he doesn't get it. Yeah. He, he doesn't understand that. Like. I am still the little girl is still trapped inside of me wanting my father to show me and love and show me that he loves me and he doesn't do it. So I seek that in my relationships. Wow. Well, you know, that not to cut you off on like your family, but just like to piggyback is like my dad wanted to like give his kids everything he didn't get when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, people say like they have dad issues or whatever. But, like, as an adult, my dad and I are not as close as we were when I was a child. Mm. And I almost sometimes wish that, like, we still had the relationship we once had before. And I don't know what happened to it. Like, yeah. you know how you can pinpoint now what your dad does and all those things? I can't even tell you why my dad and I are not as close as we once were. Like, I don't, I just don't know what happened. And it's like, is it maybe because he doesn't like provide things for me anymore. Like I just, I don't yeah. know. We're not that close and I miss it. And I know. And I, I miss my grandfather. He passed away in 2013 and we had some, I mean, it wasn't like, we didn't talk every day. Um, but we were, we were, I felt close to him. Yeah. And so I understand like that's, it sucks. And I still long for my father to be that person for me. Mm -hmm. And there are certain, like Ben and I have had this conversation numerous times. You know, he, he has said multiple times, like, I can never give you what your father didn't. I can mm -hmm. never be that wow. person or that thing or that, 
that feeling for you ever. Right. And I know, I, I'm sure that there are a lot of women that feel that way where, you know, they're, and they don't know that that's it. But like, I'm missing a, a piece right. of, of, um, of my, I think of my confidence. I'm missing a piece of, because literally every time my dad sees me, the first thing he says is whether or not I've gained or lost weight. So that's like, you know, an issue for me. Mm. Um, I've I've lost. A, I'm missing a piece of of feeling safe mm. with men um, because he doesn't. He's never there. I'm always if, if Ben does anything where if, if I ask him to do something and he falls short, I really like take it out on him because of the fact that my dad never comes through, which is unfair. Mm. It's completely unfair. Um, but. The good thing is me and my mom's relationship is a lot better. Yeah. Um, it got really, like, we weren't close until I was in high school. And um, I ended up moving with her my senior year of high school because my grandmother found out I lost my virginity mm -hmm. and tried to kill me. So <laughs> literally no, wow. physically assaulted me. And she's a big lady. Like, she's probably minimum 250 she's like 5'10 and I was you know like 50 pounds lighter I was like 100 pounds at this mm -hmm. point and right. yeah and it's I mean I don't I don't say that to to get sympathy from people I say it because like I think like parental um parenting and discipline I agree with discipline, but there, to a certain extent, like you cannot beat your kids. Like, yeah. there's a difference between whooping them and like beating them. Yeah. And yeah. at this point, I don't even know if I want to like hit my kids because right. of all the things that I've been through. Anyway, right. I moved with my mom, and um, I'm talking for a really long time. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so I moved with my mom, and we hated each other for like a year. Because I was like in that awkward, like 17, 18 years mm -hmm. old. I thought I was grown. I didn't really know anything, but I and thought you didn't I did. know her. Like, you know, I didn't know yeah. her. And who is this lady yeah. who's, you know, 15 years older than me trying to tell me something, you right. know? And so we finally got close um, after I actually had a medical scare and um, I thought I was going to die. And she, and we just got really, really close after that. Mm -hmm. And from here, like from there on, my mom has been, not that she has to make up for what happened, but she has, I think her own personal guilt has made her try to be there for everything. So She's even in effort. Yeah, yeah. Like even the small, like even, you know, I, I passed the Texas bar. She was here. Like she came, she wanted to see me walk across the stage. Like she comes and visits me yeah, and I decorates my apartment. That. Absolutely like she, love that. Um, if I, I was going through some financial issues, like wherever she can help, like she'll pay my car note or she has paid my car note before. I've had to pay her back, but yeah. she has <laughs> yeah. paid my car note or just giving me money or just bought me stuff or just been like, been my shoulder like we talk almost every single day and you know that has really taught me a lot about like forgiveness mm -hmm. and learning like although my mom has physically apologized I know we've talked about this before like I'm learning how to um forgive people without an apology mm -hmm. and that's what I'm trying to do with my dad because he's never going to apologize but I cannot harbor those ill feelings toward him because it's going to hinder any sort of emotional growth that I have in my future marriage Correct. or in my future relationships with my children. Yeah. Right. And so um, I think the positive is that I know my issues 
and I'm going to therapy. Shout out to freaking therapy because <laughs> right. yes, yeah, it's y'all, I don't care what y'all no, like. I know, go I know. to freaking therapy. Yeah, most like, definitely. Go pay that freaking copay and right. go. Yeah. Use your EAP. Because, you get six. Yeah, free. yeah, <laughs> right. You do. Yeah, you sure do. Yes. No, um, but um, employee assistance program is what EAP stands for. Right. If y'all don't know, but I say I know that was really heavy. But I say all that to say that I think. I'm still a good person and I think I'm still loving and I think I'm still like, I'm still able to love people, even though I didn't receive that until I was like, you know, I mean, and if you, if you really look at all of our, I mean, just the descriptions of our past the negative and positive positives, I think that's one of the things that we can as adults stand on is our ability to love others. Yeah. Um, And I just, I just really um, love James Baldwin. He's like one of my favorite novelists and he has a quote that pretty much mentions not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it's faced. Mm. And it means a lot to me because like you said, you're not always going to get that apology, but until you face that issue in the past or anything that has uh, molded us to who we are, because so much of who we are is based on our experiences. And most of our experiences has, has been with our family and our parents. right? Right. Yeah. So we talk about love. We talk about, you know, the past. I just want to know, like, you know, how this has, how, how has the past affected our current relationships or because I've experienced both of y'all in successful relationships. And obviously, you know, just like the quote, you had to have faced some of those challenges that you have done in the past. Like how did you migrate through these um, different experiences? And I guess obviously, obviously make a conscious effort to, for it to not affect your relationship or if it has, you know, what are some of the, like, I guess, what are some of the effects of that affecting the relationship, I guess? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't know. No, no, yeah. that, that makes That's, sense. Okay. Well, I mean, one thing is that I'm not vulnerable with people in general. Like, at work, and this is, like, really surface level when we talk about work, but people at work, like, really share their lives with each other. They like do they will be, be sharing their lives. I, I'm one of those people. And you be sharing your life? Yeah. And I, and, it's, and I, this is not me. to cut you off. Yeah. Oh, I'm eating Popeye's for lunch. I know. That's, that's I share it. my life. That's all you're going to get from I don't. me. I, I mean, I don't share every detail, but because of me not connecting, like after my grandmother passed away, so from like age 11 to like, let's say 18 or 17 when I left the house, it's me constantly trying to connect with my mom, trying to connect mm. with my stepdad, like trying to connect with someone in my family. So I looked, I looked for that connection outside of my family. So now... I try to find a commonality in anyone. And I'm like, okay, so let's build from there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Which is not good. No, no. That actually is really good. Really? Because, yeah, I think so. I, I don't just think see people that, just don't care. And I I'll be like, okay, well, neg- I don't see that as a negative. Oh, okay. I, and, and not that we're Sorry. You, I, yeah, I think I did cut, cut you, off. you off. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. I mean, I was just saying, like, I'm, I'm not vulnerable. Um, in a relationship, okay. I can be with somebody that I feel like, you know, um, you care about me, but like with friends and like, you know, people that I don't really know, I don't open up because um, I feel like I was never able to really open up in my household. Like my mom was the custodial parent. Mm -hmm. And so I don't have a desire to talk to people about me. You know what I'm saying? I I never had the opportunity to talk about me until the weekend when I was with my dad. So I don't really have, you know, like a desire to just like, talk to people because i mean my mom and i have a 
an amazing relationship now. However, um, I had to realize that she was a single parent of two. Um, my dad was around. My brothers was not. Um, she worked two jobs. And then she was trying to guide us morally, you know, and take care of us. And so her stressors were kind of put on me. Mm. So when she came home, she didn't have a lot of herself to give because mm. she gave so much at work. She gave so much at the second job. She gave so much at church. She gave so much in, with troubles with my brother. When it came to me, it was just like she didn't have anything, you anything know? Else, and right. so for me now, it's just like, I mean, I don't really need to talk about me for what? So I never you, had to talk about me before. Do you open up in your intimacy relationships? Mm -hmm. Does it take you a minute? Or? I will, but I think that's because like, a man that I'm in a relationship, not that he equates to being my right. dad, but I was able to open up to a man okay. when I was younger. Mm. So now I don't have a problem like in my relationship sharing my feelings, expressing, you know, things about my past with them because I had that before and I've experienced that. Mm -hmm. But I have not I didn't experience that on a normal basis in my life. So Wow, that's that is, what that is. That is so interesting because for me like I'm able to open up. I think I, I lead with opening up, but then when the relationship gets really serious, I find myself in the past, not now, I find myself sabotaging that relationship because it's like Me? it's getting too <laughs> like it's getting too like serious. Like really? I have only because of like that connection. And I love my mom with all my heart. I love exactly where I mean, I've literally allowed my my relationship with my mom and my relationship with my father to flourish but for so long i had been absent of that level of like communication and love because my grandmother passed away like that was my homie right. i used to fix her drinks like i i learned how to fix cocktails <laughs> with her you made some good drinks i made good drinks no seriously so that was Bartend my at an so early age i Maria. think with the with my intimate relationship i did the opposite like i opened up first but then when I saw the relationship, like, getting on the level of, like... Because you didn't want to go through that loss. Exactly. You didn't want to Which open was, up to somebody yeah, and then lose them. Exactly. So I used to sabotage it, like, you can't give me that love that... And probably comparing it to the love that I received from mm -hmm. my grandmother, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, you can't give me that. So I don't want to go through the 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 uh, lost. So I used to just literally sabotage, straight sabotage relationships. No, Justin, I did the exact same thing. And for similar reasons. But what I would do is I would say, if I'm, I don't care what you do. If I'm not happy in that moment, I'm leaving. Oh, wow. Instead of sticking stuff out, because I was so used to sticking stuff out. Mm. All, like I had to endure my entire childhood. I had to endure all of the bull crap that came with that. I was like, once I'm like, I'm not happy, I'm done. Yeah. Like wow. you're out of there. I don't give a darn. If you just didn't wash the dishes and I, I'm it. not going through it yeah. and I'm going to chill on you and I'll find another dude because I'm cute. Like that's <laughs> literally how I used to think. And you can't do that. I think I've said that before. Like you cannot engage somebody emotionally and then just pull out and like yeah. chill on it you can't not as in, like i get that people go through like you're young and like yeah. high school and college relationships yeah, you, yeah you can't do that as an adult because it's it's not it's not right it's not fair and it's not showing love so how did you like how did you face that issue and are you still working on it or you know do you feel that <clears> you've <throat> overcome it like how did you face that particular situation so I I didn't notice it for real until I had done it to about three people in a row. Oh wow, okay. And it would be like 
it was it was really all in law school. And I think law school was when I really, really, really like became an adult because I was I I was self-sustaining. I had my it was my first time getting my own apartment. Right. My first time, you know, having money. And so I had my own car, all of that stuff. And so I was able to like really do what I wanted. And so mm-hmm. The I was in a string of three relation three relationships. First, I was I was dating my current boyfriend, but then we <laughs> broke up because I was like wanting to. Which we could talk about this like the whole finding yourself. Thing. <laughs> I think it's it's real, yeah, to a certain extent. You it, that you you will go through one relationship that will help you that will make you face everything that has happened in the past. Yeah, which is yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. I understand. So we we were we were together. We broke up because of me solely because of me. And then I went, I had three boyfriends back to back and (laughs) two of them had the same name. I'm not going to say their name, but it was like, literally, it was like two people had the exact same name and I dated them back back. No, (laughs) but um, but, um, so once that happened and like, I, I, I moved, once I moved to Dallas and I broke up with the second person with the same name. <laughs> um, I kind of took, I did some introspection because I was like, it's not them. If it's, if I'm, I'm the common denominator <laughs> between all of these relationships and it's not them, it must be me. And once I figured that part out and I kind of ha- came to that realization, then I was able to sit back and say, what do I need to change for me uh-huh. to make sure that I can have lasting relationships, not only relationships, but friendships too. Uh-huh. And so when, when my current boyfriend and I started kind of dating again, I realized that th- there's always going to be certain things that I don't like about somebody. It may be the way that they breathe when they sleep. It may be, you know, <laughs> cause I snore. No, oh, it, Lord. Jesus. Thank God he doesn't snore. But <laughs> it may be literally like me and me and the and my ex-boyfriend that I uh, broke up with when I moved to Dallas, we broke up because I got mad because I came back in town and he didn't clean my apartment. <laughs> That's why we broke up. You see, I would get mad at that too. Like, and yeah. I was so <laughs> angry. And then so I went, so I got home and I went off on him. And then he told me that... <laughs> That dating me made him feel like he was in purgatory. (laughs) (laughs) So not purgatory. So once he said (laughs) that, that really that really sent me over the edge. (laughs) So, but in retrospect, like I shouldn't like that's not like that's something that could have easily been resolved. Yeah, you know, and so and I broke up with him. Over something that was so small in the grand scheme. And he's a great person. I have nothing bad to say about him right. at all. And we used to be like really good friends. But he's a he's a really good guy. And it's just like I I ruined him because of that part of me. And so I really had to like, I was like, the next relationship I get in, like, I'm not gonna do that. I have to <laughs> endure and like if he get on my nerves, I gotta be like, I'm gonna have to call you later and chill. Like Right. So that's, I mean, you just, I had to recognize it and then, and then make changes. But I think, you know, so much of like becoming a better person, becoming a better you, um, I think it all begins with your past experiences Mm -hmm. and you 
um, accepting the past and facing it, you know, like going through those tough emotions, like rather maybe like, I mean, obviously with your grandmother, I mean, I'm pretty sure you have spent many nights crying about yourself, like thinking that you were this horrible person yeah. or, you know, just having to fight through those negative emotions. And for Shell, like you be, you having to live up to this level of, Almost adolescent perfect. almost a perfect child when there's no perfect child yeah. or even for myself like just trying to find that connection with someone um i think facing those things will obviously i mean i think by facing it it has helped us to be better individuals um because i mean honestly i feel like at the, at the end of the day i think people just want to be loved i mean even the right. the yeah. the most freakish horrible um, insensitive person, they're just broken, you know? Absolutely. And part of like, part of healing yourself, healing yourself from the past, you have to face it. And it's very important to me. It is very important. I had to realize like just in, in social settings, I won't even just say like with friends, I'll just say like in social settings. And, and I found out in college that it was really a major issue, but um, I used to just pop off on people. Really? Like, <laughs> tough. <laughs> because you could. Because I could. could yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody was always going off on me at the house. Right. So if you if, if somebody says something, and then the other part of it, like, I really connect, Carl, when you say, like, you were not going to go through something. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how it was for me. I was not going to let people yell at me. I was not going to let people talk about me. I was not going to let people talk crazy to me. Like, I just was not going to do it because I dealt with it so much. Wow. So I would pop off y'all like I, I don't like people calling me skinny like i hate when people be like oh girl you so skinny you slim thick with your cute ass Thank though you. you know what i'm saying like that's the way you is. just said that was so perfect <laughs> but you slim thick with your cute ass yeah, bro. <laughs> like, like <for> <laughs> but people used to say so, like it just state the obvious yeah. and it used to just irritate the fuck out yeah, of me you know what i'm saying know, like yeah. bro i know that i'm skinny so it, like i would pop off on people like right. and i would talk about you bad mm -hmm. and then one day i don't remember exactly what happened but I, I was in college and um i got into it with somebody that probably was like a nice person and didn't realize what they were saying to me was triggering me mm -hmm. but the way i went off on them made me feel bad mm -hmm. like yeah, Girl, when you begin to see, like, you gotta you chill. Like, and I, I literally asked myself, like, <laughs> what are you mad at? Right. And when I asked myself that question, that's when I knew, like, I have to go to counseling. Wow. And this was like my junior year in college. Wow. And I started, I was at PV, wow. and I started seeing the, um, a lot of people probably don't know, we had a, a campus counselor, and I would go every other, well, no, every Tuesday and Thursday, um, at nine o'clock. And he had that Martinelli's uh, apple juice <laughs> in his office. So I would go in every every Tuesday and Thursday and for like six juice. weeks. And I would grab my Martinelli's and we would talk. And he broke down my childhood. And he Jeez. made me. And, and it wasn't that he was doing it for me. He was guiding me through it. And that's what people need to understand about yes. therapy. Is that you are actually Listen. doing the therapy. They're just there to guide you through it. Seriously. Listen. For real. Seriously. Because you be pulling out some emotions and you be like, what yeah. the no, no. Exactly. Like, no, it's an art and it's a skill. Like, they literally guide you in putting the pieces back together. together. I exactly. wish I 
would have been exposed to therapy at a very, very young age. I just recently got exposed to therapy. I wish someone had after I turned thirty earlier. You know, yeah. after I turned oh, really? thirty. Oh, really? Yeah. And you oh, know wow. what? It's a and, it's a stigma. I think in the black community, it and is. It's a stigma. Absolutely. Not, not to really go on a little bit more, but what I realized, like, because and this is it's it's very humbling to admit this as a man because I was searching for these relationships. I was doing whatever it takes to make it work. So I never got that pop-off moment. But then I would subconsciously pop off at people that gave me that unconditional love, if that makes sense. You mm-hmm. feel me? So, like, if my friends, yeah. like, true friends were, like, like I, if I knew I can get away with it, I would do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is not fair. Yeah. So then I began to look like this negative person but that's not it. But I was just slick popping off because I never really had that opportunity to like just really go off unleash. because yeah. unleash because I was afraid of losing that of relationship. Losing and Isn't I wasn't that crazy. I, I think I was yeah. not afraid of losing people because, you know, like you have if, been silenced for so long. Basically. Yeah. Like yeah. what if you know, what am I going to lose? Like you're my friend, you know, yeah. or like you're this person or whatever. And that counselor, I mean, really helps break down my childhood and help me see what I needed to let go of. Right. And from that moment, I'm not going to say I'm perfect now. Like everything is just so much, you know, like I change 180, <laughs> but I'm so much better yeah. and I'm able to yeah. effectively communicate with people versus like pop off. Cause I just really didn't care. And it's people shout out to my PV people. They know. Right. And so I was kind of the opposite though. Like because I was unable to speak up for myself at home, I'm very non-confrontational. Mm. I probably have become more confrontational the older I've gotten because I've grown out of that that I don't want to say I was scared, but I'm, I'm and I'm not a t- and I'm not a passive person when it comes to everything else except confrontation. So if I don't like something that somebody's doing outside of a significant other, like my boyfriends, I'll pop off on them. <laughs> yeah, they know. But outside of that, like with friendships or with people I didn't like or or anything like that, like I was especially in college, I always made sure I kept people around me that knew how to fight because I'm never like I was never that girl. I wasn't gonna. <laughs> pop off I was just gonna let my friends do it because they would or my family I never I was just I would retreat and be like almost go back into that kid like state because I didn't know like all I knew was my grandmother would like beat down on me all the time and say all these negative things and so I would just kind of like quiver in the corner and I would have to have other people you know speak up for me now I'm able to I think speak up for myself because I've gained confidence in just myself in general and growing up and you know being self uh, sufficient but yeah I was the complete opposite I would just retreat and I think people would prey on that so right. I had a lot mm. I had a lot of enemies for no reason we, yeah and they would just like one girl like <laughs> tried to we had our calf was like you go underneath this breezeway and then it's some steps to go up into the calf and this girl like chased me up the breezeway trying to fight me because wow. and I was like Baby girl, like, I'm not finna fight nobody. I was like 100 pounds at that point. I'm like, I'm not finna fight you. Right. And I'm just sitting there like, what What are, what are you, you doing? What are you doing? Like, all she's receiving is, quote unquote, you not being bothered. Right. When know. I'm really trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> she had that Tammy syndrome. It was, right. <laughs> seriously, this girl, and I don't even, I don't even remember her name, but. It, and then I then I crossed AKA and so that kind of gave me a little bit of balls mm. because it was like you I had, had my line sisters. sisters and it was like you know being Greek is a big deal in college so it's like you know we thought we were the ish and we were cute and all of this and we, you know so I, that gave me more confidence but I was like a little 
little mouse. Like yeah. I would, I mean, I was very easily like, I would be offended very easily when people would say, like joking around, like, you know, if, you know, people just cracking on each other, like, girl, your breath stank or your teeth big <laughs> or whatever. I would take that to heart because every time something negative was said to me, it was meant. It was never a joke. Wow. So even right. now, for me, I'm I'm having to learn. Jeez. Cause like with my boyfriend's family, like they're a very like, you know, haha, we're gonna Playful. talk about you. And, you know, his dad would over Christmas actually recently said something to me that was supposed to be meant as a joke. And I like took it personally. Took it yeah. And then I looked like, like the crazy person, yeah. you know, and they're like, what's wrong with her? Like, why is she acting like that? And I'm just like, that's not how I don't play like that. Like, right. and I feel like know? that's okay to let people like, if that's a trigger for me, I will let you know, don't play with me like that. I think that it is, just, it, it looks, it looks, it however makes it looks, say, it, makes it, looks uncomfortable. How, it, it does, but and, it's, yeah. you're forfeiting your uncomfortableness. Is even if that even is a word, you being uncomfortable for satisfying them, you know? Right. And I guess the point I'm trying to make is, right, because I feel like we've really dug deep, right? So yeah. I kind of want to come out of it. Um, it's okay for you to um, have all these mixed emotions or have all of one emotion and not the other. Um, I think we've all benefited from therapy, right? I yes. think right. everyone go through their own little minor issues. I think outside of whatever you believe in outside of whatever you practice in order to um, build from that relationship, whatever you build in, I think therapy is right under that. And yeah. um, it's only to um, help you navigate through your own emotions and emotions, feelings in the past in order for you to um, have a better understanding of yourself. Because I feel like once you understand yourself, then you can show people how to treat you. That's you so can, true. I mean, like just that's so true within Absolutely. your relationships, within that's your so friendships. True. And and don't be sense, don't be know? afraid to dig deep. Like sometimes, you know, I think we want to forget what we went through as kids or, you know, like we love our parents so much that we don't want to admit that they weren't perfect. Like there is yeah, no. there's probably millions of books about how to be a parent, but that's not going to tell your parent how to how parent to be you, you exactly. because everybody is different. So they were not perfect. They're not going to be um you know, where they didn't have any errors. So accept the fact that your parents weren't perfect and deal with what you went through. There's something that we all went through as kids, but a lot of us just want to kind of, you know, hide it. Like we yeah. didn't go through those things right. or we don't want to talk about it to our parents because we're scared. You know, I don't want to upset them. I don't mm. want to hurt their feelings or whatever, but it's good to talk about those things. Um, and like you said, Cara, you know, we're not all going to get apologies. It's out because they don't. Well, mainly because they don't. I'm literally going through therapy right now for that. Not not getting an apology. And not only that, they don't think that they did or doing anything wrong. Wrong. That's why you never get an apology. And like that's my whole thing. I think I want to talk about therapy too. But but just to piggyback on Michelle and and both of y'all, like you really have to. And I'm even teaching myself this. Like some people just will never understand why you feel the way that you feel. And it's because they won't deal with their own issues. Exactly. And because a lot of people have their own parental issues that they bring into parenting you. So then it's just kind of like a pile on of of issues. It's bondage. Yeah. One person bonding to the other, 
the bondage between yeah. two people, basically. Right. right. But but going back to therapy, too, I think it's, there's something to be said about having a third party who is completely disconnected from your life to be able to listen to you. And literally all my therapist does is play back what I just said. So I'll be right. like, I don't like corn chips. So and what you're saying say, is... So what you're saying <laughs> is, you don't like corn chips. And I'll be like... No, I, I don't. don't like corn chips. And then she'll <laughs> say, what do you think about when you feel, or what do you feel when you think about not liking corn it's chips? It's a skill. And I'd be like, I think they nasty. And it brings up something in my child. And she'd be like, there <laughs> it is. It. That's so what tell is. me about that time when you were fed corn chips when you was 12. Literally. And they bring it out. She brings it out. And literally, like, I had a breakthrough recently where... I I was like, the reason why, because I'm in a long-distance relationship right now, and I was like, the reason why I struggle with long-distance relationships is because I was in a long-distance relationship with my with parents. parents. And so Whew, I said that on my own. Up. And when she, no, like, and, and I cried <laughs> in therapy because I was like, that's it. Like, that's why I don't like saying goodbye. That's why... Like when I see people and they have to go, I literally get sad. Mm. Even if it's, you know, I know that I'm going to see them again, yeah. but but it's just like that child is still there, yeah. you know? And so it's just stuff like that. Like, it's something to be said about having somebody that's completely disconnected from you that doesn't know you from Adam. Unbiased. Just, yeah, unbiased. Just That's just replaying what you're saying so that you can hear yourself. Because when you're but, talking, you'll be hearing yourself. And right? not only that, they're, they're skilled to put the pieces back together. Yeah. You know, to I, help I think, you put the pieces Because I think back a together. lot of people be joke, help you put the pieces back together. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people joke around with therapy and just be like, I mean, I, that's just somebody to talk to. No, like they know exactly what to do and it's going to take more than one therapy session like it may you have to go for an extended listen, period two therapy <laughs> right. sessions may be you realizing that there was a feeling attached to those corn chips right seriously you know? yeah and you sometimes you'll feel heavy like sometimes you don't oh, always geez. leave therapy and be like oh god I feel so much better like yeah. sometimes you'll leave and you'll feel heavy because you brought out a lot of things that yep. you didn't realize were harboring and that is but it's good we're going to talk about that one day yeah we uh, need to go into therapy because we because this is we'll the, have a whole yeah. therapy episode seriously but yeah it's okay y'all just feel and it, work through. Yeah. And it, face it. Like, face childhood it. Childhood demons. Like, it's, face, face it's the It's okay. Moves, man. Everybody has been through something. I don't care if your mom was the most perfect mom. I'm sure that you feel like you have to be perfect because she was perfect. Right. So then you have your own issue there. Everybody has an issue They've gone through from something. when they were a child <laughs> or when they were an adolescent. And... Just like literally, just talk about it. I just want to stop giving my mama money. <laughs> I just like she be like, slide me, slide me twenty. I got you. And I'll be like, all right, mama. I want to tell her no one day. I'm gonna be like, no. You know, like no, we are gonna go to the store feel- and don't touch nothing. nothing. Right. Put it down. She be like, oh, she be like, oh, I want to go. She and she she don't act. She'll just be like, I want to go do my nails and be like, all right, mama, give you some money. Go do. like, I just feel like I want to. Shower her because she don't be asking. I really but I just wish I like, would have saw no. what Justin just did. Sorry, y'all. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. <laughs> my mama be in my business. Like I be telling her stuff, and then she'll take it and run. I be like, Mom, sometimes I just want you to just. <laughs> just listen. I don't be needing you to tell me no advice. I just be wanting you to sit there. I absolutely yes. love your mom. We need <laughs> Mama you. G to come back. She's. I think it's, we're due for an episode, okay. though. Real talk. We we're are. Definitely. I don't know when she'll be able to get down here. You know, it's been like storming there. Like yeah. You know, they had like 16 inches in Boston. I got $20 on her plane ticket. 
But no, y'all, it's it's okay to have childhood demons. It's just not okay to not acknowledge them. Yep. Right. And work Face through it. them. Accept it, work through it, and grow. Because it definitely will make you grow. Growth and enjoy life, bro. And if you want to be a parent, it's best for you to deal with <laughs> right. what you yeah. went through Chill as a child it, baby. so that you don't continue to the cycle. Yeah. You don't want to continue the cycle. Jeez. You want to change. That, I know we all had that moment when we were little, like, when I have kids, I ain't never doing this. Yep, I ain't going to never do that yeah. to them. But if you don't <laughs> deal with what you went through as a child, you will do your your child like that. So, right. yeah. Because that's all you know. That's all you know. Yeah. This was a really good episode. It was. Oh, so before we go, <laughs> sorry, we just got all in our feelings. I literally teared up. I um, saw your nose getting red. Yeah, you know I'm, I'm 30% white. So. Um, so our millennial moment is actually a really good one today. And I really want y'all's like honest feedback. So this is girl or boy. So it's directed towards a guy, but it's from a guy, but it could be either one. It's not a relationship question, right? Somewhat, yes, but not really. Kind of. Okay. Are you sick of relationship questions? No. Oh, I mean, okay. I just want to know because if it's a guy, I put like a male's perspective on it, which yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Put a male's perspective on okay. it. So, it, but it could be directed to girl or guy. So, your girlfriend has over 5,000 followers on Instagram. She's oh. very attractive. She has a nice body. She has really nice teeth. And Jeez. as you can imagine, she has hella admirers and hella followers, right? So she starts graduate school. She's super smart. And she starts to meet some of her classmates. Well, she meets this male classmate and they just like immediately click. Really cool friends. They start a study group together. So they hang out a lot in their study group. And her and the male classmate just begin texting regularly. Nothing inappropriate. Very like surface level. How was your day? Tell me about bio two. That's how it starts. All of that st sort of exactly. stuff. Nothing inappropriate. But they text every day pretty much all day until like time the to go end to bed. Of the night. Good night. Yes. So you've been on you've been on the guy's IG and you've seen that your girlfriend posted two heart eye emojis under one of his pics where he was showing his recent weight loss. It wasn't a shirtless pic. It was a thirst trap. Nope, wasn't a thirst trap. It was just like he had a shirt on and sweatpants and one shirt and one picture he was fat and in the side one he was skinny and it was like I've lost blah 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 pounds and she put two heart eyes underneath it. And while she was asleep, you noticed that he texted her at 11.49 p.m. asking if she was up. So in that scenario, how would you feel? Would you request that she, he or she stop talking to that classmate? Is there some funny business going on? Would you be insecure, et cetera? Go, Shell. None of their text <laughs> messages have been inappropriate. The only thing that's... So Same I'm petty. I, it's probably like a part of my insecurity. I'd be like, oh, well, she used to be fat anyways. Like I, <laughs> and, then, and if something happened, I'd be like, you talking to that, that girl that used to be fat? Like I would probably <laughs> just be petty all the time. And and so, or, or whatever, whatever it is, you talking about the girl that don't have no hair? Like I would just, you know, yeah. <laughs> I would be petty in it Um, just because like that's my insecurity is like you're, you're developing a relationship 
with another female that was not your friend before. So I don't have a problem with like you having friends that are of, you know, the same sex as me before we get in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But after it's like, why you need another friend? Hell you got no. enough so, friends. We in our thirties. What you need <laughs> friends for? Right. Unless they your family, you don't. Right. Know. Yeah. I don't know if this has. I'm biased. Okay, so I don't know if this has anything to do with my sabotagement of my relationships, like me just sabotaging my relationships. I like I don't ever stop anyone I'm talking to. I'm like in a relationship with to stop talking to anyone because I feel like if you gonna cheat then I'm just going to leave you, right? So I I don't fight the force. I know it may seem like, will I feel away? Yes, I'm going to feel away. But you like, won't say anything? I'm not going to. I probably will mention it like, okay, like, you know, what's, what's up with these two hard eyes, you know? But I'm not going to be like, hey, you need to stop talking to so-and-so. Because if I, it's almost as if I may want to find you cheating. If that, that, <laughs> so you allow that person to continue I allow them to, to see do exactly where they're going to go. And then like once I'm not saying that I'm looking for it, but I feel like I feel like that will be the only way I can really genuinely see their true feelings because me stopping them. Then that means they're probably going to keep so many other things away from me. You feel me? Mm, so that's a good point. it's just like I'm I kind of like. And I probably should not be saying this, but, you know, kind of like <laughs> trick the system, you know, I feel away all the way. Like, I'm like, bitch, why are you posting on X, Y, Z? Like, why, why are you doing all that? You know? Right. But I probably won't leave with my true feelings only because I know that people are people. Humans are humans. And some people can't deal with conflict. Some people can't be upfront. Some people can't really just be honest. So I would much rather see you go through your natural feelings. And obviously if you texting them while I'm asleep at that particular night, like, like they are providing something for you that I'm unable to do. Right. You feel me? So that's how I feel yeah. as well. I mean, that's how I feel. It's an I unfortunate f- situation, yeah. but it's like, nigga, I mean, if you fall, if you fall for it, then we done. It's and, simple and that, math. That's how I feel. I think um, I'm a little bit of both of y'all. Like I would be petty and be like, she ball hit it anyway. Right. But on the same side, like I do feel like, there's a certain level of access that me as your girlfriend should have to you. Mm-hmm. Like as far as communicating with you on a frequent basis, as far as like calling you or just being able to use you for advice. Correct. I don't think everybody should have the same amount of access to you as that I, I have. Exactly. And that's my issue with this whole scenario because I feel like, like, and and maybe I'm old school, but I feel like after a certain hour, like if you're in a relationship, you don't need to be texting nobody else from the opposite sex unless they're your mama or your daddy. Correct. Like I'm not with you having no long drawn out combos at midnight with your homegirl from class. Like it's out. And you smiling and you laughing. And it's out because it's like, what y'all laughing about? What's funny? <laughs> what's funny? Because I want to laugh because we're like, not watching Martin. And put on speakerphone. And and so I think to <laughs> not, like right. and then and then social media is very close to my heart. I love social media. I utilize it very frequently. I think that social media is another way to communicate. And by putting hard eyes or by liking a photo of somebody in a bikini or by doing something like commenting or sending a DM that says you look nice today, that's communicating your feelings about that particular person. And even though you may not have physically cheated on me, I feel like that is a no-no because that is a gateway. Just like making out is a gateway to 
slipping and falling on the D, sliding in the DMs with hard eyes is a but way of slipping and falling into some I have feelings. a question, though. Like, okay, so think about it, right? Obviously, okay, so let's say he was overweight. I mean, overweight. We could be talking 30 pounds. We could be talking 100 pounds, right? So I think... Like, like we have our own issues in relationships. Like, what if he connected with this female, right? And he was able to be, like, just vulnerable with her. And mm. may not be vulnerable with you on that level. Let me tell you, you put the thumbs up. Don't put no hard eyes. The hard, the, the, eyes, the hard eyes is, that's for me. Okay, so I've used, I've used the, the face. The I've used the face. Used the hard eyes. I've used the hard eyes before. And it's more so, like, just to give that person, like, some, you know... Like that picture was amazing. Like you look dope as fuck, you know. Say that. And I'm not even. And you're right. But listen, <laughs> I can have a whole conversation. I'm with completely emojis. petty in this you all the me? way. Like I'm telling you, I'm it, completely petty because it's social network. That's another reason why I'm gonna be super petty in it. And I'm gonna have my friends go look at their profile too. And we're gonna sit on the phone and we're gonna talk about them. And I'm not petty though. <laughs> I may be shady, but I'm not petty. Like I will definitely. If I if if I'm in the if I'm in the same environment of this person who's doing the hard eyes, I'm probably gonna be like shady. Not oh, petty. to the person. To that person, you oh, feel me? Okay. I will wait for that opportunity. But no, you know, I'm gonna be petty with my boyfriend because I just feel like, why are you doing it? Like, why well, why are you putting hard eyes on but, somebody? Okay, so listen, that's a valid question, but that's a true emotion. And What's a true, a true emotion? Like his connection with this person is a true action, is a true emotion. Like it's just like obviously he's with you. Like the relationship is quote unquote good, but he wants to text her. You understand but what I'm saying? But you don't feel like it's a slippery slope? It definitely is a slippery slope. So my whole thing is, is shut the fuck up until you really see what he's really about to do. Oh, because so if it's a slippery slope. It, I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Like I want, not okay. necessarily I want you to mess up, I don't but I want to see point. you. I like to get to that point because that's when those true feelings come out. And that's when you really see a person. You feel me? And also, you can leave the relationship with no regrets. You can exactly. say, I did. I never did anything wrong. You did this. And yeah, but then there's the feeling of hurt. And I don't like to be hurt. No, the hurt right. is, the hurt is may, dead. But, and then think about how many times you've been in a, a, an argument when you check somebody's phone and the whole argument was about you checking their phone, even if you found something. But you checked my phone, though. But you did this. But you checked my phone. It's like they focus on your pettiness and not what they did. And sometimes you just have to, like, sit back and let people, unfortunately, self-destruct if it's going to happen. Listen, as a Virgo, I can't do it. Not at if all. I smell and I'm a Virgo it, and I can do it. You can I do say, it. You're a man, though. <laughs> no, like, I feel like if I smell something ain't right, I'm just like, mm, something ain't right. I'm going to have to question you on it. Definitely. You know, I'm not saying you cannot feel away. I would just watch how I would address the situation. Because that person, like, he may just begin to, like, not tell you certain things. Okay. And then it's going to erupt all together. It's almost as if you're preventing the inevitable. Mm. But I mean, you know, that might, I'm just protecting hey, myself. I don't like to be hurt. And so I'm not going to like not say anything so you can hurt me. And I just feel like, well, I knew it was coming. They was doing something already. Like, no, I'm going to let you know up front. 
I see you. You see me. See you. <laughs> so when you see me, you see me. <laughs> know that I know what's going on, and I'm gonna be petty in it. I'm not gonna make it a big issue. I'm not gonna, you know, turn it into a big argument. But I am gonna throw out some little slugs or whatever, so that you know I feel some type of way about it. And if it comes up again, then that's when I'm gonna have to, you know, decide whether or not this is for me. <laughs> I don't want to be with no man that's going to be and people be like oh ain't that Mish uh, yeah, that's people, the one because yeah. it don't even people be in you didn't even see yeah. the you didn't see it somebody, somebody done screenshot it and send it to you and send it to you and send no. it to all their friends and be like uh, and send it to all their friends and your old man now you out here embarrassing <laughs> me now I look stupid now I look stupid now I look stupid that's the worst bro making somebody look stupid I don't know that's a hard one I mean and she fine and she fine with a lot of followers she fine okay, with a lot of followers that's like intimidating like factors all written all over it you know but she could be dumb no she is smart though right she's smart she's smart I mean, smart. I mean her grad hey. school degree might be basket weaving but she's still in grad school. I guess my best <laughs> advice is do you however you want to react react because right. it is what it is it's gonna, the truth gonna come out anyway. The, right. I mean, I would just wait Shout until out to whatever happens in that situation. Though, I would hate for that person to keep going. Like, stop. Whoever it is, stop. What Man, you be he saying, Justin? Her, he texting. Stop. stop. He texting her now. at eleven fifty nine though. Eleven fifty nine. That's dead late. To that's me. like I, I need to communicate. Exactly. I need to communicate with you. You know, I it's feel like, I need... like there's a. I was just saying. I feel like there's a certain time that you need to stop talking to the other opposite sex if you're in a relationship, unless they your mama or your daddy. They ain't got nothing to do with it. I promise you, it ain't. Nobody should feel like they have access to not another. I think it's, it's more. Access. Listen, I think it's, it's more. The access. It's the me. access, and I think it's respect. It's about respect. I don't necessarily I, feel like you should be talking to your friends at eleven fifty nine. If you're in the bed with me, like, why are you talking to your friends? Talk to them in the morning time or in the afternoon during the daytime. I think across the board. I'm with you on that. You know, like because think about it. You in the bed, like somebody, like they they keep they and y'all laughing. It's like, man, please. <laughs> and you looking at them like, <laughs> what's funny? <laughs> right. Yeah. Put them on speaker. Yeah. <laughs> no, y'all, but thank y'all so much for listening to episode eight of Millennial Love. Make sure y'all go check out our Audible car. Do you where where do they need to go? I be reading. She I be, be reading. reading. Nah, go to audibletrial.com slash millennial love for a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial of Audible. Nice. And we still have our Kickstarter available. Yes. So please go check it. Please go donate something to our Kickstarter. We have a lot of things in the works. Obviously, this is a self-funded podcast. So the more exposure we have out there in the podcast world, sometimes it takes a coin. So. Hella coin. Even if it's $10, $5, $500, or two pennies, we will accept it. We will. And comment on our SoundCloud. Bit. Bye. And review us. Oh. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Thank y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> really, Carl? <laughs> Bye. <laughs>